Inside Northwest Sports, Episode 4, recorded February 4th, 2016, is brought to you by listeners like you. Visit patreon.com Inside Northwest Sports to contribute. Welcome to today's guest, fifth-year girls Bellevue coach Leah Crowder, four-time Kinko Conference champion, Kinko Coach of the Year 2012-2013, and all-conference Seattle U player, three-year starter, uh, joins me today to talk about uh, Bellevue High School basketball. Uh, They're ranked sixth in the nation. Uh, Leah, what's special about this team? Um, It's absolutely a special group of girls just because they really love to be on the court, you know, so it makes my job easy. They get along, they have great chemistry and, um, you know, they're, they're willing to work hard because they see the end goal. Also in the conference, Linwood uh, ranked fourth in the nation. Are you looking forward to playing them this year? Well, sure. We've, we've been keeping an eye on them. You know, we faced them in the state tournament last year and lost. And as a coach, you know, I, I watch the film over and over and I try and think about things that we could have done better. And, um, you know, obviously I'm excited to get another chance at them. But one thing that we decided going into this season um, is to make our goal being focusing on being our best every day. So the girls have really taken that to heart. They work really, really hard in practice. You know, they we prep for the next game and we work on the details. And we'll work on the fundamentals. So even throughout our league, which doesn't have other teams that are ranked in the nation, for example, um, we have gotten better every day because we've we've kept our focus um, on on ourselves. So yes, we're looking forward. You know, obviously playoffs are coming up, and it, the girls are excited about it. All of the coaches, you know, are putting in in the extra time to to scout and look at film and and plan. Um, and we're just excited for the opportunity to, to get to play those top teams. Do you have a specific offensive system you implement in Bellevue? Well, kind of. Our focus is really just to be a fast tempo team. So we work a lot on transition. Now we want to push the ball up the court. And in reality, we just want the girls to, to, to play basketball. We don't want to give them too much to think about. So a lot of coaches focus, focus on the X's and O's and run a lot of plays. Um, we we try and teach the girls what to do in situations and how to read defenses and how to react. So it allows them to to not have to look over to the bench every possession, you know, to be able to get out and run and to be able to make decisions on the court. Right. Cool. So can you tell me about uh, Benergy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is something that our our girls on the bench um, embodied, really came up with and coined the term Benergy. And it's not something that we asked of them necessarily. We do talk about making sure that we're being supportive of each other and cheering each other on. But the girls that are coming off the bench this year are all underclassmen. Our starters are all seniors. And the underclassmen really take took ownership um, of being a supportive crew. And it, it doesn't always happen, especially at this level with high school girls. But, you know, they they – passionate about being a part of the team and they all look up to the seniors and, and love them and so they actually get really excited um for the little plays and you know in the big plays and 
they shut on the bench and get loud in the gym, and it's really exciting to see. So you've got a, a team of five senior starters, but you also have underclassmen on the team. How do you balance getting the underclassmen playing time while also focusing on, on winning games this year? Well, I think every day in practice, you know, they go up against some of these girls that we have in the starting five that are, are the best players in the nation. So our bench players, we have girls coming off the bench that are being recruited by top E1 schools. You know, these are girls that start on their AAU teams and are really, really talented players. So they get better in practice every single day. And they actually, a lot of them, play um, more minutes than the starters do in our regular season games. So they are absolutely going to be ready for next year. And actually, I think we're going to have a great team next year. You've got three seniors committed to Division One. Anna Wilson to Stanford, Tatiana Strain to Portland State, and Kinesa Kayla Dew to Colorado. Can you tell us a little bit about what we should expect to see from them at the next level? Yeah, Anna um, was a transfer this year, and I had, um, you know, watched her, her online, kind of seen her play a little bit here and there, and heard about her, and I knew that she was going to be um, huge for our team coming in, but, you know, I could tell that she was also someone who had a really strong head in her shoulders. And um, what I wasn't sure of was how the team was going to accept her and how it would be a mesh as she was coming in as a senior. But um, she really, really works hard. And I think the other girls could see that right away. And so when someone puts their effort forth, then when she would start to kind of be a leader on the court and even a, a coach on the court, the other girls responded to it. And so she can direct traffic out there a little bit and um, help some of the younger girls know what to do and where to go without them feeling any animosity toward her because of how hard she works. And, I mean, she's extremely talented. She's a very smooth player. Um, there's a lot of times that, you know, she makes plays. Everybody in the gym stands up and cheers because it's really exciting to watch her. She's, she's great on, on both ends of the court. And... You know, I think she could have gone anywhere. She probably could have gone to any. I know she could have gone to any college in the country. But Stanford is a great fit for her because she really looks at the big picture. You know, she works hard in the classroom. She's well-spoken. Um, you know, she she prepares herself for, for the future. And in my opinion, I think her future is, is going to be in basketball. She really has a passion for it. She wants to be in the gym. She's always talking about coming in early and trying to you know, get in on the court before and after practices. I can see her being being someone who would who would play professionally. Yeah, great. And then uh, Tatiana. Tatiana has I've been um, coaching her for the last four years. She's been on varsity since she's a freshman. And one of the things in thinking back, um, as a freshman, she came in just really ready to go, not scared at all. You know, she started for us as a freshman, really, really. Um, impactful and then she got injured she actually tore her ACL so she didn't play with us sophomore year and um, that can be really difficult for for high school players some of them just mentally have a tough time coming back from that but she actually really really worked hard and stuck with it and she was at all of our practices for sophomore year even though she never played in the game could hardly practice because she was going through rehab she went you know to all of her uh, you know, her rehab stuff for her knee. So she's at practice and rehab 
every day. It's really time consuming for a high school athlete, but she was just really motivated to get back and, and be back stronger. Um, anything that she could work on basketball wise, whether shooting or ball handling, she did that in that in that time when she couldn't play. And I think she came back a stronger player, really. So she's going to be be a really big force to be reckoned with at Portland State. Yeah, and then uh, Quinessa going to Colorado. Yes, Hugh at first, so she was actually a transfer for us this year also, and um, she's she's kind of quiet off the court. So it was it took me a little while to really kind of get in her head and um, get to know her, but on the court she's uh, very much the opposite. As far as as soon as you see her out there, you you know what she's made of because she goes full speed every play. Um, she really prides herself on the defensive end. She she's not afraid to play someone really really you know close on ball defense on through the entire game, which is wearing. You know she plays so hard that sometimes she has to pull herself out of the game. So I think um, actually even her, maybe even her coaches at Colorado will be surprised at how lucky they got to have her because she is so coachable and um, she's a terrific player. We'll be back. Here at Inside Northwest Sports, we want to bring you unique perspectives, in-depth coverage, and an alternative to mainstream sports talk radio. But we can't do it without your support. Visit patreon.com forward slash inside Northwest sports to find out how you can contribute. In a previous episode of inside Northwest sports, we discussed the impact of AAU on high school sports. I continue my discussion with Leah Crowder with her thoughts on this subject. I think AAU is, from what I've seen from the players come through my program, it is uh, it's pretty essential for players that really want to play um, at the next level, at the D1 level, um, because they just need the time that you can't necessarily get during season. Um, especially a lot of coaches want to want to work on, you know, their plays and their out of bounds and their press and their press break. You know, you just don't have a ton of practices during season. So they don't necessarily get the time they need to, to really develop as players just in the course of the, the basketball season. So um, AAU is, is uh, definitely a positive thing. And really the girls that are the top players are playing against the other top players in the country. They're playing with girls that they don't normally play with. And so they're being challenged. You know, that's the way you get better is playing against better competition. So they do grow a ton in that off-season time. Um, so, you know, they also get a lot of one-on-one training that you can't necessarily offer a ton during the season. This year we have been able to work on fundamentals and one-on-one stuff a lot more than we have in the past just because we have – girls that um, have been in the program year after year so we don't have to spend so much time on, on teaching them the um, you know the offense and whatnot but a lot of coaches just don't really have that time to spend on fundamentals during the season so they the girls get that by by you know having training and having other coaches train them in the off season so some of the criticism we had in the previous episode was around the idea of specialization uh, opposed to players playing multiple sports, say track in the off season. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. You know, I was a multi-sport athlete and I do see girls that play year round at the high school level, um, one or two every year um, that get burned out on it and, you know, decide not to play in college because they just, they don't want to play anymore. Or, um, you know, some of them that don't even continue through high school just because it's just too much, you know, it's taken over their whole lives and they feel like they haven't been able to do anything else. So that's one problem. And then obviously the injury standpoint, if you're playing the same sport year round, um, you're exercising the same muscles over and over and straining now without any rest um, or building other muscles that you could potentially build through other sports. So, I mean, I think there has to be a balance. You know, some of the girls right after season ends in March, they're starting AAU and I don't think it's necessary. Um, there's plenty of AAU programs that start in July um, where, you know, or, or they could at least start a little bit of training through spring and then kind of get, get to tournaments through July. But the ones that are going straight to see, from season to a full-on league or tournament um, and never having any downtime or any rest, I think it's, it's too much and it wears them out. And also, um, you know, some of them are then going all through the summer and then some of them even play fall at AAU. So um, my recommendation, I guess, for parents is absolutely put your put your girls in AAU, um, you know, in that July season, you know, in toward the end of spring, do training, you know, have some, as long as you, you know, the the people and they have a good reputation and all that, um, you know, get, get them some training in one-on-one time, but get them in another sport through the fall, um, maybe even the spring, you know, get them doing something else and you know, it, it really gives them an outlet where they can still have a physical, like keep their bodies in shape and get stronger um, without without getting burned out. Also part of that discussion was the question of, you know, what are the roles of a coach at the collegiate level? Is it wins and losses? Is it the university's prestige? Is it developing players? Uh, from a high school coach's perspective, do you have a thought on that? Well, it's it's tricky because... I have really high expectations for myself. I'm really competitive. So I spend as much time as I possibly can on, on prepping and preparing um, for my practices and for my games. And, and in reality, it's, it's not a full-time job, but because I have another full-time job and a, a child. Um, but it, during season, it becomes the hours. It becomes like a full-time job. Um, and then, you know, in the off season, it's like a part-time job. So, um, I think as a high school coach, you really, really just have to absolutely love the sport. But separately, in different way from a college coach, um, you also really have to have to just love working with that age and, and love and be able to build relationships with your players because they, you know, they choose to play most of them um, because they want to have fun, and so that's kind of when you brought up the energy, like as much as we can, we try to figure out ways to make it fun for them because otherwise they're going to get burned out. They're not going to want to play in college. And, and in college, it does become like a job for them. So in high school, it has to be um, a combination of both of those things. Like, okay, you know, how can we make sure that we're competitive um, while also making sure that the girls are enjoying and having a good experience with it. So I, I've, I found different ways to balance it. This year, actually, it's been easy because the girls just love playing so much that I don't have to create as much like games and team bonding activities and stuff as, as I have in the past because they just enjoy being together and playing. And so when I see that they're getting joy out of it, you know, I don't have to make stuff up. Whereas in some years in the past, you know, we've just had to figure out how to, okay, let's 
bringing popsicles to practice or, you know, like even have a movie day or something. I don't know, mid-season just to kind of break up the monotony and figure out how to bring bring joy to those girls. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and your favorite podcast app. Subscribe today. Yeah.